eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, today we're actually in a car, driving a car. In this case, the GMC Homer EV. Oh, the girls are an old Homer. Look at that. <laughs> wow. G. Yeah, exactly. So we're here in a... Napa Valley. I'm here with Robert Duffer from Internet Brand Automotive. So, how are you, Robert? I am doing great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. So, first of all, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? What do you do? What's Internet Brands Automotive? Sure. Yeah, I guess a lot of people don't know what that is. <laughs> they might know the other outlets, right? It's, it's a lot of things. It's the, okay. It's the parent company of the Car Connection Motor Authority and Green Car Reports. Those are our core three sites. Uh, I've been there since about 2019. Before that, I was the autos editor at the Chicago Tribune. Uh, and I've been doing this for about a decade. But this is my first time driving the Hummer EV. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not drive the truck. You didn't drive the pickup truck, so truck. you're missing, a, what is it, 170 horsepower <laughs> from, in comparison. I'm missing four modules in the battery pack. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not missing the missing horsepower. It's no. It's plenty powerful. I think, uh, I mean, okay, so the, the pickup truck is uh, 1,000 horsepower. It's nine inches longer than this, and I think we're turning here. Yeah, the wheelbase is nine inches nine in, Yeah. So, but then the the power weight balance is more or less the same, like less batteries, less uh, frame. So more or less it's the same. So you're not missing much. Yeah. And they say that it's the same from the C-pillar forward. Yeah, exactly. So we cannot say how it drives, but go to any review upon the pickup truck and you make your own conclusions for now so the embargo on this one is uh next week where we gonna do a little chat about it anyway so um we just saw the homer the original homer going by with by coincidence and i mean it's funny how things work out in timing i guess so homer let's let's go back to that history military vehicle adapted for civil life came out at the worst possible time for for uh, many different reasons. Gas was like super expensive. And purchased by GM at the worst possible time. Well, that too. <laughs> and then uh, 
the Prius was coming out. Like a lot of people, especially here in California, were like going uh, crazy with that. And um, then the Hummer comes in, and then the people who buy the who bought the original didn't help the marketing efforts of GM <laughs> too much, right? Yeah. And then the H2 came out, and the H3, and that was the end. Yeah. Around 2010, I think they they stopped it. It was its own brand, which was a big mistake. Now they acknowledge that. It should have been what it's today, model within one of the GM brands, in this case, GMC. And uh, now a lot of people think that, I mean, they didn't have this technology back then, but uh, it should have been some kind of more efficient or greenish, uh, whatever you want to call it back then, right? Well, better than eight miles to the gallon or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, what do you remember about the original Homer? Not much, except it was big, blocky, and obnoxious. Yeah, you didn't like it, I, I guess. Did huh? not, I did not like it. Nothing? Not at all? It was too much. It was too extra. It's like, why do you need a military vehicle on, on regular roads? But can you say that about other vehicles, like sports cars? I mean, who needs a, a V8, Hemi? Or, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it's what people want. It's yes. like a lot of people don't need anything like that but and no one needs this either um, but you know it, it's interesting to see the evolution of that brand of that mark yeah uh, kind of coming full circle so tell me a little bit more about the audience of green green uh, what is it called green uh, car, green, car green reports car reports yeah green car reports is a pretty sophisticated audience uh, very technologically savvy um, and also, uh, they, they, the, the commenters are, um, there's, there's factions within the commenters. I'm really interested in that. Our, uh, our senior editor for Green Car Reports, Bank Halverson, is wonderfully knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, the guy knows more than most people that I've spoken to in the industry um, and is really good at meeting out content and being a good manager for comments um, and sort of appealing to that audience and also raising their understanding. Um, so it's he does a great job. So based on that uh, that interaction that you have with your audience, what are the most uh, mistakes or misconceptions that most people have about electric cars? Separate from green car reports, just in general. Yeah, in of, general. Of the people, I mean, based on that, but in general, of, yeah. Of the people that I speak to. So my dad owns a Bolt. He's 81. He's got. He's got a 67 Bolt Mustang. or Bolt? He's got a 67 Mustang convertible. He's got a 2006 Shelby GT and he's got a Bolt. And he oh, wow. Self electric. Good, good he collection. Cars, yeah. yeah. And my brother has an Ionic 5. Uh, my sister. The Hyundai, yeah. Her husband in Colorado, they own a, a Tesla Model 3. So um, we all. So you have first-hand uh, experience like in the family. Electrics and a lot of the issues that people have with electric vehicles that don't know that much about them is questions about range um, and, and how much range is enough range. And then, you know, like a lot of the, the truck people that I talked to when I was driving the F-150 Lightning, for instance, or even after this program ends, uh, they think that it can't tow. Yeah. And there's just a lot of misinformation out there. And I think one of the things that is our responsibility is clearing up that misinformation and also letting people understand that we are at the beginning or almost we're at the point now of mass adoption and we're getting the, the infrastructure is coming it's yeah. just not fully there yet but it's coming in, in every every appreciable measure 
the, the charging network is happening. And most people charge at home anyway, but the, the question is road tripping. Like, where can I see gas stations everywhere? And now that more service stations are, are upfitting their bays with electric power, which is starting this year, uh, it's going to be more common. And that's the way. Capitalism has to rule the day for yeah. infrastructure because the, the biggest challenge for people who own electric vehicles now is pulling up to a Electrify America fast charge station, a DC charging station, and it being inoperable. Uh, and it's so frustrating and also worrisome because three out of the six bays might not be working. And the, the, the only way around that, in my opinion, is a capitalist motive. Like, yeah. have someone there. Make money. Making money. Yeah. Have a service station. Have bathrooms. Have a nice coffee stop. Like, whatever it's got to be. We'll get there. I mean, Mercedes-Benz just announced that they're going to build their own network. Uh, kind of like following the Tesla model. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, in, 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 in Mercedes-Benz, a luxury brand. Hopefully, the gas station, the gas stations, the charging stations will be up to par with uh, that image, right? And with Tesla opening up some of their supercharger network to CCS connectors, yeah. um, that's going to be a big Okay, difference. let's go back. CCS connect. That's a, I think, in my opinion, that's a little bit of a problem with like, people who know a lot more than regular customers and they start using this lingo and I think that creates the confusion a little bit right sure so what's you see it's what it's the VHS versus beta of fast charging hardware um, so the the one that was about 10 years ago that was popularized and made in Japan was called Chatamo yeah um, that was with the Nissan Leaf that was Nissan Leaf and then uh, some of the early Japanese compliance cars were were on Chatamo um, but Nissan has phased it out since then. I think the Leaf is still on it. Yeah. But like the Aria has is on the CCS protocol. So, uh, and then it's kilowatts, hours, and there's like volts and amperage and like 220, 120, level one, two, three. I think that's a lot for most people who have no idea to learn, right? Like, and, and that's that's another problem, I think, right? Well. Yes, and, and education is a big part of it. But if you look back historically at at miles per gallon as a rating, you know, versus like the M, the ridiculous, absurd, nonsensical MPGE yeah. formula, um, which is the know, equivalent you, you get, of what it be with gas, right? Like if you ask most people, like what is the difference in ethanol numbers, m most drivers wouldn't have a clear no. answer. Yeah, and so understanding all the the output rates that can happen on different charging levels it is confusing but once you start to get in once you get into that ev that you own you figure out what it means pretty quickly yeah. i say in my reviews and when i try to explain what's the experience of living with an electric car more than the actual driving i think it takes from two weeks to a month to get around your neighborhood and know where, oh, look, there's a station here at the Whole Foods, and like there's another one here at the library, and there's one more at the park. And so I guess when you don't need it, you don't look for them, and that's why you think there aren't any around. But there, as you were saying, the infrastructure is growing every single day, basically. Yeah, and there's also the educational component that you have to get, you have to get a level two, 240 volt, uh, charger installed in your home, in your garage, or on the outside of your house, or yeah. wherever it is. So you, usually, you have to upgrade your electrical system depending on what you have. Um, and most automakers selling EVs have partners that you can work with uh, to get that done. And it is, again, it's one of those, for a lot of people, it's a new 
it's a, a new whole technology. New world, yeah. It's a new, it's a new thing to understand. So there are a lot of resources out there, from the utilities to the states to the sheep's running in the vineyards. Oh yeah. Sorry, just we're hearing enough. Yeah, it's cool. So anyway, so let's revise, uh, review a little bit. Uh, level one, two, three. Level one is one. 110 volts like riding the regular outlet in your house where you yeah. plug in your phone every night right and in your and in your garage specifically right like if yeah um, so if you have one of those it will take three four days to charge a but, typical electric car but that usually suffices for a plug-in hybrid that only has like it has a small battery and it only yeah. has like 30 miles of range you can plug in overnight and get a full charge so like something like the Jeep Wrangler 4xE, their Chrysler or the Pacifica, Prime, the Toyota RAV4 Prime, Prime. Uh, pretty much any Volvo car yeah. now, you can charge that fully overnight. And the, the great thing about plug-in hybrids that doesn't get enough coverage is that for 90% of your driving around town, it's all electric, so you have no tailpipe like emissions. Like 40 miles in, in the case of yeah. the Prime, uh, the RAV4 Prime. Yeah. yeah, and then if you want to hit the road, go on a road trip and not have to worry about infrastructure, not have to worry about finding those chargers once you're out there, you have a gas engine to back you up. Yeah. So then level two is 240. 240. So and that's like similar to your um, dryer at home that you already have. Dryer in the fridge, and then and you the can fridge. have an output of like anywhere from seven to 13 kilowatts. And yeah. then the charge rate really depends on what on the, the amp what the amperage is too. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. So if you put in, if you change your amps to like from 40 to 100, that goes much is, faster. That goes faster. And in simple terms, it's like a water hose, like the, yes. the thinner or the yeah. the thicker it is, yes. the more energy that goes through. You get so, more juice going out exactly. there, more, more electrons flowing through. And usually with a level two, on a battery electric vehicle like uh, the Hyundai Ionic 5, the the Hummer, you know, you can charge on a level two from anywhere from nine to 12 hours. So it's still kind of an overnight thing. It's just yeah. like you pull into your garage, the only difference at the end of the day is from plugging in your phone is you're plugging it into your garage. Yeah, so one extra plug-in thing. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> that's and, it. and one extra plug-in thing versus, you know, having to, fill up a tank outside in a gas station in 30 degree weather um, or exactly. just having to remember that as part of it and then level three are the public stations when they work those are the, <laughs> those are D, so those are specifically DC fast charging yeah. stations and those um, those range in output from anywhere from 50 kilowatts to I think 350 is 350, the max. Yeah, but like you, I don't. I've never encountered one that is actually. At least one that works. <laughs> and that also varies. Like um, it varies depending on the temperature, uh, yeah, depending on the state of charge on the car. So any electric car, they're going to slow down the state of charge at 80% battery capacity, so that the over time the battery doesn't fry. So like the last, every automaker quotes a, a DC fast charging time between 10 to 80 percent of battery charge because once it gets that 80 percent it slows yeah. down dramatically exactly it's a, a, a one engineer explained to me the process like similar to what a movie theater will be movie theater with a thousand seats the first hundred people will sit really fast then the next uh, 
200 people, person 200 to 800 will find it more or less easy. And then the last 200, yeah, oh, can you good. can you squeeze in? Can that's I can good. you I like move that. here? Can you? And yeah. that's what happens in the battery. The battery takes a long time to uh, to absorb that energy and then put it out there that's for a good, you. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Back when movie theaters were a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. So anyway, like we're running out of time here. Um, this is the second. Um, drive that we shared the, the, the vehicle. The last one was the Lexus RZ450E, which has around 206 mile range, and this one has around 300. So that's the other magic question, or, la, or that's the other question. What's the magic number, in your opinion, for people, for most people feel comfortable driving an electric car? Yeah, you know, funny thing, five years ago, 200 was the magic number. Yeah. And now, you know, you have, Hyundai with 360 miles, Lucid with 520 miles yeah. of range. And Mercedes-Benz that did Mercedes that test. has, with the, with the light, not the light year, the, uh, the zero. The concept car, called? yeah. Where yeah. they got 700 and something yeah. miles of range. And I think, you know, in terms of comfort, like we'd like it to go as far as a tank of gas goes. And a tank of gas goes 400 to 550 miles, yeah. roughly. So that, I, you don't need it. But it's nice for to get over any sort of anxiety when there is a question about where are the chargers out on the road. Yeah. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. And and like my sister took a cross country trip from Colorado to Illinois in her Model Three, and her husband didn't want the the car to be between thirty and seventy percent. He wanted to keep it in that sweet spot. Yeah. So they were stopping every hour and a half, every two hours, which was a pain. But you don't have to be that conservative with it. Well, but that was their comfort level, right. which works. I mean, it's right. not going to be the same for everybody. So. Exactly. Anyway. And that's the same with, like, people that don't want to get the tank under a quarter. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Stop I mean, there's rage anxiety in gas cars, too. Okay. It's just a different Absolutely. way of uh, handling it, right? Especially if you're in the middle of America and you, you yeah. don't see a sign for anything. Exactly. Well, anyway, Robert, I enjoyed the ride with you back in France with uh, Lexus and now here in Napa. Wine yeah, country, couple, both places. Wine country, <laughs> both places. Yeah, it's been a good time. <laughs> yeah. So where, again, where can we find your stuff? Uh, thecarconnection.com. Okay. Green Car Reports or Motor Authority. Or you can find me on the Googles, the little Robert Duffer. Excellent. Well, thank you very much and, uh, for riding uh, with me here. And we still have 188 miles of range. So we're... About two hours, an hour and a half from San Francisco, we'll make it with no problems. Yes, and that's impressive, especially after testing out Watts to Freedom. Exactly. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thanks. Cool. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.